0: Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. In a bit, I'm going to be joined by you guys to answer your questions. We have a ton to get to. Uh, So it actually works out well that the Lakers just played the ugliest basketball game that we have seen maybe ever against the Orlando Magic. I just don't really feel like talking about it. They won 96-93. Kyle Kuzma took 15 threes, which is hilarious. And the Lakers couldn't throw a pee in the ocean for most of it. And it was a way more frustrating game than you ever would have wanted. And uh, you had low expectations heading into it. That's about all I really need to or care to say about that one. We have so much to discuss. Uh, so much so that I'm, I'm a little nervous about even taking questions. As soon as I fired off the tweet asking for them, I realized, oh, shit. <laughs> I, have, I have a ton to get to. Uh, we have Drummond to analyze. We have the Lakers remaining roster spot to analyze. We have what this means for the actual roster right now. We got a a, kind of a funny LeBron update. And and I mean, funny in in the way that it came across my uh, timeline. So we're going to get to all of that over the course of this show. And then also answer as many of your questions as I possibly can. So let's start with Andre Drummond. The logic behind it is pretty simple. The Lakers, when they're all healthy, are equipped to be a phenomenal offense. Andre Drummond is an incredible rebounder and as such will either limit the opposing team's possessions or increase the number of possessions that the Lakers have. And that will be, I think, the the biggest way that he could impact the Lakers ability to win. Uh, Add to that his ability as a, a roller, which is significantly lower than I think his reputation holds. Like I think people just see seven foot previously athletic dude and say, Oh yeah, that guy is of course he's a phenomenal pick and roll finisher. What, what are we talking about here? Uh, but that's not, that isn't who he's been for at least a couple years now. Maybe it was because he was in Detroit and, And then he went to Cleveland, two of the more depressing situations in the NBA. Uh, And as such, he didn't feel like risking his body until he got into a situation where he could do a little bit more winning. Uh, So, you know, maybe that's what's going on. If that is indeed what's going on, then the Lakers could really be getting a really good player. And by the way, like a lot of the people who cover the Cavs, and pay close attention to the calves. I've gotten a ton of messages saying, yeah, this guy could actually really help, and just watch. He might actually really help in the same way that Dwight helped last year. So if you've been missing Dwight Howard, you might get a version of that now. Now, Drummond has never been as good as prime Dwight was, and so Dwight, even in his decline, might be a more how am I going to say this a a more of a winning player given the way that uh, Dwight approached the game last year than uh, Drummond is right now. But Drummond is also 27 years old, which is about seven, I believe years younger than Dwight was last year. He at one point was very athletic. He has very good hands offensively and defensively. And so there are ways that he can really help this Lakers team. So, and then, and then, Last but not least, maybe I should have mentioned this off the top. He's the most talented player that's going to be on the market this this buyout season. Uh, There isn't going to be anybody with as few holes in his game as Drummond has. And that's relatively speaking because all of these players wouldn't be bought out if they didn't have holes in their game. Uh, Some of them are going to be a little older. Some of them are going to be less talented. Drummond is going to be the, the closest thing. He's a he's in his prime, and he is a very talented basketball player. And it's just a matter of kind of guiding that talent to what it takes to win basketball games. And uh, if the Lakers are able to do that, if he buys into the culture, if he accepts his role, then this is a, a knock-it-out-of-the-park type signing. Uh, hell, the fact—we I, I, we really might be sitting here— and there might be complaints on Twitter that the Lakers were able to get this guy without give, giving up anything, uh, seeing as where some trade negotiations were over the course of this season, whether it was with Dallas or or New York or whomever. And and I think that that might very well be how this plays out. The other way that this might play out is he barely ever plays. Uh, it's a it's a tricky fit, and he never fully buys into his uh, the role that he needs to play to help win basketball games and he moves on at the end of the season and the Lakers just kind of say well all right that happened and then they move on as well I would probably lean more towards I'm you know in this case I'm I'm more of an optimist because of what's at stake like if Drummond screws this up I don't know what offers he's looking at in the summer I don't know where his career goes from here We've seen it with guys his size in recent years where they just are out of the league. John Henson, gone. <laughs> Andrew Bynum's career ended really quickly. Roy Hibbert was at one point one of the league's more important defenders, and then he wasn't. And then he was a Laker, and then he was never in the NBA again. And you could just kind of go through all of these, you know, super sized bigs who don't accept what it is that they need to do to be effective on winning basketball teams. And the ones who don't figure that out, like Dwight was a step away from being out of the league. And he realized what he needed to do to, to help a team win. He did that. The Lakers won. And he got another opportunity this year. And he's doing the same thing in Philly. And so long as he continues to do that, he'll probably stick in the league for another year or two, a uh, longer Definitely longer than he would have, and maybe you know longer than even he envisioned. So, for for Drummond, that's that's what's at stake. It's stake here for him. Like it's not just that the Lakers have a ton at stake because they're trying to win a championship. Andre Drummond might have more at stake because he needs to do what it takes to stay in the NBA. And uh, I I think with that being the incentive, and with this being the culture that the Lakers have. We should see a positive outcome here, I think. All right, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, uh, I do want to get to some of your questions. There's going to be some overlap uh, between, you know, just kind of discussing the buyout market that's left over, what you guys want the Lakers to do and and what I think the Lakers should do.'ll we'll, we'll answer all of those questions over the course of the next couple of segments. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. Today's bet of the day. So I'm looking here. You have New Orleans going into Boston, Boston giving up four points. You have Toronto uh, going into Detroit and giving up uh, four and a half points to the Pistons. And you have the uh, Sacramento Kings going into San Antonio and getting two and a half points there, which is technically bet online kind of sort of saying that Sacramento is better than San Antonio. And That's where I would probably put my money in saying that I don't think that the (laughs) I don't think that Sacramento is better than San Antonio. So uh, if you want to fade me or follow me, you could do so at uh, BetOnline.ag. They obviously have this covered. They have the NCAA tournament uh, covered. They have baseball futures. They have football futures. They have draft bets, TV bets, whatever it is that you might be looking for, whatever kind of action it is that you might be looking for. BetOnline is going to have you covered. So again, head on over to betonline.ag, use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus, and whatever gambling you do, please do so responsibly. All right, let's start with iTunes questions because that is what I promise you guys all the time. Again, the best way, the surest way, because I'm not gonna be able to get to all of the Twitter questions, the surest way to get a question answered is to hop onto iTunes and leave it in the form of a five-star review. That's been the case forever. That's how it's going to remain. All right, so let's start here with, uh, I think it's like Mexi-Goat, which, all right, I'm, I'm with it. Anthony, been listening to you for many years and appreciate all your commentary, opinion, and overall thoughts regarding everything Lakers. You've got to admit, without... LeBron and Davis Lakers Twitter is just a lot more hilarious reminds me of the years before the 2020 title at least we had comedy back then. Uh, I will say that look comedy comes from a dark place the best the best comedy comes from adversity and just kind of laughing through the pain and uh, like very like nobody nobody likes listening to the rich person hop on stage and tell jokes about that time their Mercedes uh didn't the the, the heads up display on their Mercedes didn't work or something like that. Like that's that's the worst. Nobody nobody needs to hear that. It's never funny or anything like that. Frankly it's why it's really difficult to remain uh to to, to keep one's edge in stand up comedy the more and more success that the comedian has. Um I, like it's, it's, it's a very tough industry to get into, obviously. And then it's really, really tough to to stay in because as you become successful, you start to lose that edge. And, you know, regarding where the Lakers have been, it's a lot easier to kind of dive back into the habits of just kind of laughing through the pain as we did the seven or so years uh, before uh, the, they, they went and got LeBron. And even in that first year of of LeBron's, uh, after he got hurt, right, we dove right back into the same bag of jokes, and it's it's you know it's a lot more fun, I'll say, to do so while you uh, know that those those bad times are eventually going to end, right? Like you, it's a lot more fun to tell your jokes and get your jokes off and laugh at how terrible that team is knowing that within a few weeks, you're going to get Anthony Davis back. And within a few weeks, you're going to get LeBron James back. And then once those guys are back, you're going to be, you're going to see an even better team potentially than you saw when they left. Right. Considering like Andre Drummond wasn't on the team, they're going to go out and get another wing and maybe that player helps. So the the, the fact that <laughs> we can get our jokes off and then look ahead to, brighter days on the immediate uh in the in our immediate future it makes it even more funny i think to me so so i think yeah i i i enjoy some of that and i'm looking forward to it ending <laughs> all right so let's go with the next question uh this one's specifically for pete so i'm gonna leave that for him uh m griffith m writes hey fellas big fan thanks uh, over the course of a couple years, the show has become my favorite podcast, and I become a daily listener. Thanks, uh, Anthony and Pete. I'm just curious, what your favorite NBA podcasts to listen to are, Any believe that you've uh, any that you believe have impacted your develop, uh, development as content creators? Man, this is where I admit something publicly that I I usually keep private, but I really don't listen to much basketball analysis. Um, you know, for the most, so I'll, I'll take that back. Nope. I'm not going to take it all the way back because I really don't listen to very much basketball analysis. Um, unless it, you know, teaches me something about a team that I need to know more about. Right. And I think there are a lot of really good people doing really good work, uh, that helps educate fans and, and helps, you know, keep an eye out for things that you might not have noticed before. So That's kind of the the content that I lean on the most. Um, But even there, I I always liken it to working at a pizza place and then going out to eat to a different pizza place. It's just not something that most people would would be interested in uh, in in that kind of an industry. Uh, That said, there are shows that have absolutely kind of guided me through my career and 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 bits and pieces of various shows that I have added to my show because I really enjoyed that show or I, I really uh, think that they made some important steps forward and, and first and foremost it's Labotard. Like that that entire crew is absolutely incredible at what they do. Um, they taught me they honestly <laughs> they like to brag about this. So if any of the guys hear me say this, they would uh, they would, I'll probably get a, a text or a message or something like that saying like, Oh, you did it. You used our line and they ruined sports radio for me. I used to listen to AM 570 back in the day when they had the Lakers on there. Uh, and, and you had a lot of Lakers content on AM 570. I was even active on AM 570s, uh, form, you know, message board that they had back then. And, uh, you know, you had all these talk show hosts, taking sports super seriously and everything is the most important next thing. And, and I listened to Levitard and, and he just kind of laughed at that notion and, and I have not been able to take that as seriously since. And that's kind of where I find myself now. So, uh, he's, he's the first and foremost kind of voice who's guided me. It helps that, you know, he's Cuban, I am Mexican And I, you know, I just love the idea of, um, you know, more brown voices out there, given how many uh, uh, Latino and Latina people are out there listening to content that doesn't really resonate with them because they're the the, the backgrounds are so different. So that was another thing that I, I really enjoyed about it. Um, obviously growing up, everybody listened to Simmons. I don't listen to him anymore. Uh, just cause again, I just, it's not my deal. But, um, I remember listening to Simmons and he was the person who, uh, cause I didn't, I hadn't heard Levitard yet. And Simmons was the person who I said, Oh, I could, I would like to try this. I would like to try, writing about sports. I would like to try talking about sports and uh, a lot of like the casual way that I write the casual way that I host a show. uh, I took a lot of that from, from Simmons as well. Back, back in the day, I used to listen to Ryan Rosillo and, and uh, the basketball Jones who are now on, on uh, this latest uh, no dunks podcast or their, their project that they're doing now. And uh, they, you know, they, they showed me how important it was to be informed about the the content, right? And that was something that, you know, Simmons liked to sound as if he was informed about it. But the more that you listen to him, the more that you realize, no, he's just bullshitting. Uh, but, you know, the Basketball Jones guys, they know their stuff. And Russillo back in the day really knew his stuff. And so I, I thought I wanted to combine... Uh, you know, knowing about what it is that I'm talking about and actually really caring enough to, to stay informed or as informed as I possibly can be. And then also having fun with it, you know, and, and, and basically the vibe that I've always gone for with this is, Hey, I want to, if, if you guys were to sit in on a conversation with me and, and my friends at a bar, this is what it would sound like. Maybe a few more curse words, uh, you know, a lot more shit talking or whatever, but but for the most part, this is basically who I am away from the mic. This is who I, unfortunately for Jen, this is who I am around the house. <laughs> it's too exhausting to take on some different character uh, whenever I hop onto this this show or anything that I do. All right. Uh, let's take another quick second here, and I'm going to dive into the Twitter questions where you guys want to know about what the Lakers want to do or what what they should do in the buyout market. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Today's show is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com where you will visit a family business that has been doing this for over two decades now. Uh, and you are going to find the best collection of parts that you can possibly find on the internet. Uh, it is getting insane. <laughs> the, the the more high-tech these cars get, the more difficult it is to find the proper part. And that makes it all the easier for the big companies to mark up all of the parts that you might need should anything go wrong with your car. Well, rockauto.com is here to help you avoid all of those kinds of messes uh, as best you can. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil. Uh, Your car needs carpet? They have that too! Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. And most importantly, the prices you see are going to be the same for everybody, regardless of your driving background. So again, head on over to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck, and then write "Locked On" in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's show is brought to you in part by BuiltBar. Head on over to builtbar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you will save 20% off your next order. Not your first, your next. So however often you go to the website and you make a purchase, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to save 20% off. And you're saving 20% off on an incredible product. We've been working with these guys forever now. And it is a the kind of thing, the kind of partnership you're really proud of, not just because of the ability that we've been able to work together, but also because of how great the product itself is and how easy it is to sell. I've told my family about it, close friends back home, uh, friends that I've made out here. I personally use it almost every day. Basically, I, I would probably say I'm closer to every day than anything else, any other way you could describe this thing. It's great for me because I'm always on the go, always have some errand to run or something to write or something like that. Avery got into some kind of trash or something, so I have to clean up and don't have enough time to uh, eat a full meal. Built Bar is, is has been great with that. I've lost weight since we've started working with them because it's a super healthy bar. Great flavors, great textures, just an all-around fantastic product. So one more time, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, the best protein bar you'll ever eat. All right, first question here from Twitter comes from Shane underscore WD. Uh, Team put up (laughs) 43 point attempts versus the Magic. Although 11 fell, do you agree that they should keep firing at this rate, uh, at least while LeBron and AD are out? A good deal of those attempts seem to be open as well. Well, that's the thing. you got to take the shots that are given to you, especially if they are more efficient than the other shots that you would be getting uh, should you pass up on that first one? And look, it's a 24-second shot clock. By the time the ball gets into the front court, on average, you're probably going to get 15 seconds, I'll say, to to run your offense. And uh, because you only have 15 seconds, you typically have to take the first open shot that is presented to you. It's why the NBA is is, in my opinion, so much more fun to watch than college basketball because College, it's not like the sets that they're running are so much crisper and so much more effective, and you're going to generate so many more open looks. No, it's it's that you get more time to stand out there on the perimeter and move the ball around, and and then eventually wind up taking the same kind of shot that you would get in the NBA anyway. It's it's, I can't do college basketball Um, other than this time of year, especially while my UCLA Bruins are freaking kicking ass. A little nervous about Michigan. But anyway, yeah, to, to, to to actually answer the question on top of what I've said already, yes, I think the Lakers should continue shooting three pointers like this because at the end of the day, like you have a, a group of players who are not particularly well suited for, for this kind of situation right now. And, and because of that, like you have to make the best out of the situation and, I would think of this like any other kind of bad team in the NBA, where the grand equalizer is that three-pointer. It is uh, playing efficiently and and looking for those kinds of shots. And I thought early on, as this team was kind of figuring out ways to play in the post-LeBron and post-AD era, um, as short-lived as it hopefully is, that I didn't think they were taking enough three pointers, and they needed to go out there and, and and fire away a little more. Forty is a little extreme, but like you say, Shane, the the if they're open, you just got to take it. And I think that's where the Lakers are at. Mamba on three writes the Cavs were a pretty good defensive team to begin the season in large part because of uh, Drummond's rim protection. Why is everyone saying he can't defend? Well, so one thing that I think just needs to be said. On, on an almost inherent basis is that most people don't know what the hell they're watching when, we're, when we're paying attention to defense. It's a, it's just, you know, offense is fairly simple. If a team is putting the ball in the basket, they're probably doing something right. Defense. There's so many variables and you're reacting to whatever another team is doing anyway. So, it's a lot more difficult to really define what is good and what is not good defense. And it's like, it's one thing to, to be able to look at the, the ends of the spectrum, right. And say that team is garbage defensively and that team is really good defensively. So that's usually the starting point is being able to point out the shit (laughs) defense and the really good defense. And then from there, as is usually the case, the nuance gets more difficult. What is it that makes some a, a team good versus just okay? What is it that makes a team bad versus mediocre? And 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 like, why is it that one team has players who should be able to defend well and yet they don't? And so I I just think for for in general, I think that needs to be the starting point on these conversations about you know the conversation about defense. All that said, why is everyone saying he can't defend? Well, bigs tend to look the worst in the modern game when it comes to defending. It's very easy to basically make a big look bad. It's why Gobert is the 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 butt end of the joke as often as he is, especially come playoff time, because he's a giant and he here's this person who should be a great defender and yet he is regularly made look a fool. And and I think for, and, and the same can be said about Drummond, who is not as good as Rudy Gobert. And so I think here with Drummond, uh, you get the, the you know, the situations where a guard goes right around him or he isn't quite, he isn't able to close out or his closeout looks lazy. And it's a lot easier to point that out because he's just like giant human being in the middle of the court. So I think that is playing a role in it as well. And then, you know, also, like, he has holes in his game. He's not the the quickest of foot of players in the NBA. He is, um, he has been in situations, and he did develop some really bad habits because of those situations. And so now he's trying to work his way out of it. And that's where, that's where he is right now. So it's a combination of the kind of player he is, the situations he's been in before. And then I think most of all, us just not really, most people not really understanding what the hell they're looking at when they watch defense. Uh, I already answered Desmith, uh, 24 wrote, uh, what does Drummond bring to the Lakers that they were missing? Also, what would you think about the, uh, Lakers picking up Terrence Ferguson, What other buyout candidates would fit this current roster? If you got to my question, that's thanks for answering. So I already answered what Drummond brings to the table. Ferguson is interesting. I saw that name, and I think part of it is because he always played his best basketball against the Lakers that I'm like, wow, that that would be an interesting fit. He's just not a very good shooter, which makes me a little nervous. Uh, Really good shooters have come to the Lakers and then become like okay shooters. So I'm nervous about not very good shooters and what... He would become uh, upon arriving with the Lakers, um, and and but you know he is super athletic. Uh, he's the kind of athlete that eventually you would think becomes a really good defender, but I think right now his instincts aren't very good. And uh, like the Knicks waved him, and they're trying to put a put together a team for a playoff run. And usually, a a player is as gifted as Ferguson doesn't get waved in the spot. And, and, you know, you got to, you got to dig. You don't have to dig very far to, to understand why. Uh, Shaquille Syed writes, uh, could the Lakers be better off in the long run with AD and LeBron getting some rest before the playoffs, as long as they can, uh, as long as they can come back hundred percent. Absolutely. You know, but, now that they have Andre Drummond in the fold, and they're going to be working that out, you do need some reps with him playing alongside LeBron and or AD. Uh, you, the Lakers were still trying to figure some things out while LeBron and AD were healthy, so you do need some reps in that regard too. So, yeah, they got to get healthy in all of that, but I think just as importantly, they need to be able to 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 play together enough and develop some chemistry because i think once again this year chemistry is going to be the the separating factor the intangible factor that you kind of look back on and you say oh we, we we devalued that somehow again and the lakers need to be able to build that uh blake Writes, B underscore Pax writes, uh, How quickly do you see the team getting another buyout player? I think April 9th is the roster deadline for for playoff eligibility. I I think relatively quickly. I I think they, that said, you know, like it was easy with Drummond because he was somebody that the Lakers already had their eye on. And I don't think there is anybody that might get bought out that the Lakers have their eye on in the same way as they did with Drummond. So with, you know, with, with that kind of the understanding, I think they'll take their time here a little bit more. And, and you got to see who actually gets bought out because right now the, the cupboard is pretty bare. And so they got to wait for that actually to fill up and then they can go back there and and pick out which uh, player fits the situation uh, better than anything. All right. Uh, let's go one or two more here. So, up and comer sports writes. What do you think Prime Tht looks like as a player? Is he a role player or a superstar or somewhere in between? Is he a generalist, uh, jack of all trades like LeBron, or does he have a more narrow game? I don't really know right now with Tht what type of player he can become that helps you win basketball games. Like I. I'm a little nervous that he might be heading in a— in, I'm, I'm happy that he's going to stick around with the Lakers, basically, because I want him to be able to learn what it takes to be on a— you know, to, to help a winning team. Otherwise, I'd be a little nervous that he would become a, a good stats, bad team type player, and, and that would be a real bummer, given the, the, the talent and, and the potential that we've already seen from him. I think for him, he needs to get in better shape and he needs to be able to defend better than he does right now. So that's, I think, it, until he does that, uh, you're, you're still looking at somebody who I think gets picked on in the postseason and, and as such can't really play. Uh, let's go, we'll do one more. That was a shorter one. I'm going to do... All right, this is an interesting one. Uh, oh, well, all right, so I'll, I'll answer two of them. So at Rick and King writes, uh, what chances do you think the Lakers realistically have against the Nets in a potential uh, NBA final series as both teams are uh, constituted to date? I still think the Lakers are better. I think they make a lot more sense. The Nets are really going to struggle defensively, but everybody else is going to really struggle to defend them. I just really believe in the type of defense that the Lakers can play any given night, let alone when they have the opportunity to defend them you know, over and over and over again, as you, as you see over the course of a series, so I I still take the Lakers against the Nets, probably in six, all right, last one here, uh, <laughs> Jaime Jaquez uh, Jr. stand account writes, after watching AC tonight, I just can't see how he can be paid full MLE type money I know he plays best around superstars, uh, but outside of that, he has not been very impressive. Do you think his value on the market will shrink in the time span AD and Braun are out? Well it it has a little bit. A lot more teams I would I would say have seen some holes in his game that they might be nervous about. But that said, like if you're a team that was going to spend the MLE anyway, right? It's a it's a, a further capped offering, contractual offering and you need, you have a need for a lead guard who is very good defensively and does fit really well with a wing. So basically what I'm saying is Dallas is going to offer him a big contract. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that uh, for some other reasons as well, but also because it makes a ton of sense basketball-wise. So I, it's all a matter of how many teams are going to be interested in the guy. And I do think... He has the kind of game that more than you know a handful of teams are going to be really interested in. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Lockdown Lakers podcast. Pete will be back tomorrow, uh, as we as we you know further prepare you guys for this stretch that the Lakers don't play until Wednesday, so that's kind of nice. We all get to take a breather together. We all get to to recover a little bit more. Our eyes get to recover after that hideous magic game. So let's do that. Let's all focus on just relaxing our eyes, so long as you aren't driving right now, and, and, and just try to forget whatever it is that we just saw last night. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you tomorrow.